Happy Memorial Day weekend, Chris. How are you doing on this beautiful summer kickoff? Uh, I am very good myself. It looks like the weather is going to be terrible. I'm here at the uh, New Jersey shore. Uh, I can see the bay, but it seems like it's going to be largely a weekend inside, but you know, probably a weekend inside listening to music. Yeah. What better way to spend your Memorial Day weekend indoors in the rain than listening and binging Hall of Songs, the podcast? Yeah, I feel like one of the things that like that's what the, this is where like classic rock stations like, you know, make their bank, right? Is Memorial Day weekend, they do their top like 150 classic rock songs. And I bet you and I could pick the top 15 in most of those countdowns, right? We can now. Absolutely. Well, we have 25 songs to talk about here. It is the results show for our fourth round of voting. We do have two inductees to the Hall of Songs to talk about from this fourth round. So really big stuff. Let's get it started. Welcome, music lovers and loyal listeners, to Hall of Songs, the podcast in which two men try to determine the greatest songs of all time. And we're doing so going year by year. And we're also doing so by asking you to vote for those songs. I am Tim Malcolm. I am Chris Jones. And this is our fourth class of the Hall of Songs results show. So in this episode, we are going to talk about two songs that got into the Hall of Songs through your voting. We'll also talk about songs that are on the outside looking in, still trying to get into the Hall, and we'll be in the fourth round of voting next time out. And we'll talk about some songs that we have to bid adieu to. Uh, They were eliminated from contention completely. Uh, What do you think? So before we get into who the songs are, what the songs are, who the artists are, are you happy with the results this time out, Chris? I am really happy with the results this time out. I will say... Uh, you know, before, before we give it away, one was not at all a surprise to me, um, but as one that's very pleasing. And the other one was a very pleasant surprise to me. So, uh, you know, I think the voting shaped out, you know, looking at the order, uh, a lot the way that I sort of would have expected it to be, you know, some of the cutoffs here and there may be different, but, uh, but really excited and thrilled for these two songs to get in and, and to, you know, it just, I, I feel like they're great choices. That's right. G by the chords is in the hall of sin. <laughs> I think that was one of the songs that didn't get any votes whatsoever so far. So there's only like four <laughs> or five of them, but uh, so uh, let's go over real quick. What of course the voting was about. We didn't change anything this time out. If a song amasses at least 66.67% or two thirds of all the ballots that come in from you, if it's on two thirds of the ballots, it gets into the hall of songs. Okay. If a song does not get picked on at least 35% of the ballots, it will be removed from voting for the Hall of Songs. A song can stay on the ballot for 10 rounds of voting. So we do have some songs that are starting to get a little longer in the tooth here after this uh, voting round. Um, But we see what happens as these things go along. Um, Again, we didn't change anything this time out. We, I think that the voting really went, pretty well and we have a really good uh again top two is really strong and then i think what happens after that falls out pretty well so 
Uh, Chris, do you want to do you want to name the first of the two songs that got into the Hall of Songs from this round? Absolutely, I am delighted to. Our next inductee is "Johnny Be Good" by Chuck Berry. So 1958 Chuck Berry track, which I think many would acknowledge is his signature song. Um, it's the song that I think I've heard the most of his, and it's the song that has really taken on a life of its own in more ways than one uh, from his catalog. It got 75% of the vote. So, uh, so far our best performer so far in voting, really strong performance. It was a no doubter it seemed from the get go. Uh, what makes Johnny be good? And I, I had my doubts as we talked about it in the 1958 episode, but I, I get it. But I want to hear from you, Chris, because I think you're higher on the song than I am. What makes Johnny be good a Hall of Songs inductee? So I guess, you know, it starts at the very beginning with the guitar riff and the guitar riff that Chuck Berry sort of stole from himself, but then everybody else in the world would steal from Chuck Berry. It's the lyrics and it is... Uh, the fact that it is a rock and roll song about rock and roll and in some way is self-referential about Chuck Berry himself. And it has the classic sort of, you know, country boy made good song. And then it's the chorus too. I mean, that the, the and I think the more I've thought about it since we sort of talked about what makes Johnny be good sort of jump out as opposed to some of the other Chuck Berry songs, it's that it's the go Johnny go. I mean, it's like, it's got, it kicks in, then it's got something that it's like, I think the first time I heard it, I thought that the name was go Johnny go because, mm. you know, it's like you heard it as a kid and you hear that, you know, over and over again. But so it's got that initial riff and it's got the, you know, the hook and that's, you know, it's much more compelling probably to get that stuck in your head than, you know, roll over and tell Tchaikovsky the news or something like that is <laughs> just to be able to yell, go Johnny go. So it's just, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a complete package of this era of rock and roll. And, uh, you know, like I said, if I was sort of, if I was doing a draft of rock songs, this one would be high on my list as one of the ones that was going to be, you know, an early entry. We've talked about since the beginning of the podcast, how different kinds of sounds of music merge together in different ways and how, quote unquote, rock and roll is an amalgamation of a bunch of different genres put together, whether gospel blues, rhythm and blues, jump blues, uh, rockabilly, whatever you want to call it, like they all come together in different ways. Chuck Berry is kind of, in my opinion, the first artist who really intentionally went for that combination that, you know, we talked about with, I think it was Maybelline. He talked about creating a song that was a combination of blues and rockabilly. It's like, okay, I got the blues because I'm black and I know how to do that, but I want to make it cool for the white kids and we need to make it something that the white kids will listen to. And so we're going to add some of that Elvisy rockabilly to it. And that's what you get there. Johnny be good feels like the culmination of that entire philosophy. 
Yeah, I think that's really, really well said. And I also think that the, what makes Chuck Berry sort of stand apart from some of the others is just his comfort with that, is his comfort with being able to adapt these different styles and sort of make them his own without seeming like he's saying, oh, I'm going to do this now. It's kind of like, I'm just going to write a song that happens to put all of those things together. Of course, Chuck Berry from this point on will kind of do the same thing over and over again. But <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, but, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, all right, I'm going to tell you what the second song in the Hall of Songs from this round of voting is. Drumroll, please. It is from, also 1958, Little Richard's Good Golly Miss Molly. Good golly Miss Molly, show like the ball. Good golly Miss Molly, show like the ball. When you're rocking out the morning, can't hear your mama call. From the early, early morning to the early, early night, when the call Miss Molly rocking at the house of blue light. Good golly Miss Molly. So what do you think about this one? You happy? Yes, I'm happy that Little Richard has a song in here. I've been a vocal proponent of Little Richard through this podcast, and we've seen him evolve. I think Tutti Frutti is a pretty landmark recording. Is it a Hall of Songs inductee? You know, I think it's on the border there, uh, and we'll talk about Tutti Frutti in a bit. Then we've had Lucille, we've had Long Tall Sally, and they sort of you know, the wheels are turning a little bit, but now we have Good Golly Miss Molly, which I do think is, again, like with Johnny B. Good, a culmination of what Little Richard's been doing over the past several years with that manic piano playing, with the salacious lyrics, but it's all kind of cleaned up. It's all kind of polished, and it really does sound bright and real and fun, and I think this is the ultimate Little Richard package. Yeah, we talked a little bit uh, on the last episode about which uh, the last results show about which Little Richard song, you know, sort of stand out or you can stand out and things like that. I think this is in a lot of ways the right choice for those reasons, that it's the combination of a lot of those. And, you know, listening to them all sort of with fresh ears, uh, this really is a great very well done recording and uh again i'm like i'm with you really happy to see little richard uh get into the hall of songs and it's an interesting sort of group now when you take a look at it between like you know it's just sort of this i'm pleased sort of with the way that it's there a lot of different sort of personalities styles are represented already between you know you've got sam cook and jerry lee lewis from the last show Elvis and Bill Haley uh, from earlier from earlier induction ceremonies. Now we've got Chuck Berry and Little Richard that we're getting this great sort of cross section of people who are influencing each other, playing off each other, but also can be very different. Yeah. Do you want to mention that Gugali Masmali got 70% of your vote? So didn't need any golden vote or anything like that. Uh, it just cleared the bar easily. And congratulations to that again. But as you said, you know, we do have a really good cross section of 1950s artists uh, now in the Hall of Songs. So those songs are Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley and his Comets. We also have Heartbreak Hotel by Elvis Presley, uh, Great Balls of Fire by uh jerry lee lewis and you send me by sam cook and now johnny be good by chuck berry 
and Good Golly Miss Molly by Little Richard. I don't know if I'm going to keep saying all of the songs as we get further <laughs> along here, because we'll have to like say 40 songs at some point or something like that. But I do like the fact that we've had four rounds of voting. This is our fourth class and six songs got in. Does that feel right to you? Do you feel like we're being too restrictive? Do you feel like we're maybe not restrictive enough? Where do you think we are on this? No, I mean, it seems to me that probably the, you know, the, if you're looking at it, that a song or two per year is really what makes sense. And I think that's really right where we are. To know just what to do. I got a girl named Sue. To know just what to do. To rock to the east, to rock to the west. But she's the girl that I love best. So let's talk about the songs that are still trying to knock their way into the Hall of Songs and are on the outside looking in, didn't get enough of the votes last time out, but can still be on the ballot. And I let off with this one. Uh, well, we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about this one separately, and then we'll kind of go into the rest as sort of a, as a group. Um, but Tutti Fruity by Little Richard has had a very interesting last couple rounds. It was in the first round of voting in 1955, after the 1955 episode. It's a 1955 song, and it got 60% of the vote. So it got really close. <laughs> and there were moments where it was over the threshold, and I thought, oh, we're going to get Tutti Frutti in here. That's really interesting. But it didn't quite make it. Um, any thoughts on Tutti Frutti before we just hit the rest of the group? I, it's really interesting to me to see it sort of gaining in popularity i mean maybe it's just you know people are hearing it compared to other songs uh it's uh, like uh, again it's i can't go wrong i don't think voters can go wrong with any of the little richard songs they're all they're good and they're hard to separate it's like you know I, again i think good golly miss molly's in for good reasons but it's not necessarily a case that it's you know head and shoulders above anything else so uh so again good to see and it is interesting just to see it sort of picking up steam i mean it was really close to being eliminated in the third round of voting it got 35.3 percent of the vote so it was literally hanging on by a thread it got one more vote than it needed to and now we're talking about it as a 60 percent song so we'll see what happens in the next round who knows uh anything can happen here as we've seen now with these uh votes why don't you take us through the next group of uh songs just to name them off real quick and then i'll do the next round and then we'll talk about the whole group Sure. So a few that uh, are hanging on in order, Roll Over Beethoven, La Bamba, Lonely Teardrops, Jailhouse Rock, uh, and Stagger Lee. And then the group below that that are still hanging on as well, but not as many votes as the other ones that Chris just mentioned. That'll be The Day, Summertime Blues, The Great Pretender, Hound Dog, Bye Bye Love, and Wake Up Little Susie. Okay, so that group, starting off at Rollover Beethoven and working its way down, I guess first off, Little Richard had a song in the Hall of Songs from this vote. Another song of his got really close. And then Chuck Berry got a song in the Hall of Songs. And another song of his, Rollover Beethoven, got pretty darn close too. Maybe, is it, is it just people have had Chuck and Little Richard on the brain this time out? <laughs> that's certainly possible i mean they're you know they're obviously legends and i guess that it's like you know if you're if you're going down and you see one of those there's you know you may as you you might just feel inclined to vote for the other one as well la baba did pretty well for a while it looked like it was gonna maybe even get in and then it just fell apart toward the end um you know i i can see the merits for la baba first foreign language rock and roll hit really um, but I don't think its influence is very strong, to be honest. I mean, we didn't have like a spat 
of foreign language rock and roll songs after La Bamba. It just kind of, it was what it was. Richie Valens died and it kind of like, it stayed with him. And then it came back 30 years later in a movie. But it's, you know, I compare La Bamba to Selena, which is funny enough. Um, Selena from, you know, the, 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 the superstar Tejano musician from uh, Texas who uh, was tragically killed uh, very young. And it feels like her music has had a huge amount of influence over the years because there've been a lot of artists who have done what she was doing, kind of crossing Tejano into uh, American pop music. Whereas with Richie Valens, I don't think that quite happened. So um, I'm kind of on the fence with La Bamba. Um, but down the rest of the list, I think pretty much everything's kind of about right. I don't see any huge, uh, oh my God, this is off. This is really wrong. How about you? No, same thing. I would have liked, I think, to see the Everly Brothers have one of their songs, uh, you know, maybe hit a little bit higher. I can't say I'm shocked that it's not the case. And again, they're sort of one of those, one of the bands where it's, you could really like the Everly Brothers in, you know, in feel differently about which one of their songs was the best so it's not necessarily one consensus above the rest bye bye love bye bye happiness hello loneliness i think i'm gonna cry bye bye love elvis uh, just to check in on elvis jailhouse rock got something around 45% of the vote and then Hound Dog got about 40% of the vote so they're hanging on but both songs you know Jailhouse Rock only its second time on the vote so it did do uh, worse than last time but only second time whereas Hound Dog it feels like it's starting to slowly make its way out do you think this is probably the end of Hound Dog and do you think this is maybe the end of Elvis entirely I would, I actually think, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear from Elvis at least once more later in his career, but I wouldn't think, I would doubt that we're going to see any more Elvis songs actually get inducted. Now that you say that, we're going to get us like a, just a huge swarm of Elvis fans voting for <laughs> one of these two songs in the next class. That would not be, that surprised me uh, based on what I've come to know about Elvis fans during this uh, podcast. So why don't we go through the songs that are gone and we have to say goodbye to um why don't you start with the first group here uh take it for as long as you want to take it here sure we've got rocking around the christmas tree don't be cruel not fade away tequila all i have to do is dream and whole lot of shaking going on and the final few songs that are out of the voting completely peggy sue all shook up it's only make-believe rebel rouser and rumble I guess I'll start from the very bottom. I'm a little surprised, but maybe not surprised that Rebel Rouser and Rumble, which are both instrumentals, didn't get any more skin on this one. I, I would have liked to see Rumble do a lot better. I'm surprised it was a last place song. Yeah, I was surprised and a little disappointed, but I, I get it. It's, it is a little bit harder, I think, to get into the, the instrumentals. They probably don't have quite the staying power as some of the other ones that you're going to be able to you know, sing along to. It does kind of give me pause about like when we get into garage rock and stuff like that, when, you know, rock instrumentals really do become something that is even more innovative and uh, we'll see what happens with those. Um, if we do have any songs like that in the, in the nominees later on, um, I'm upset about rocking around the Christmas tree. <laughs> I, that was one I voted for. I actually put my uh, vote on that one. I just think it's such a great song and it's the first Christmas song that we've had on this ballot. We could have put, I think, White Christmas by the Drifters on here. Um, 
but this one was just and Brenda Lee. I mean, being 13 years old, I just thought there was a lot going on with that song. Um, are you surprised? I guess you're not surprised by it. No, that's right. Where I would have, I think I would have guessed that it was one that would have been right around the edge of hanging on for another ballad. Um, not overly surprised, not overly disappointed, but I'm with you. I like that song quite a bit. Any other songs that are surprising to you, or maybe you just wanted to see them have another year on the on the ballot? I was a little bit surprised by a whole lot of shaking going on. Again, it's not sort of, you know, anything, it's not, you know, I guess not that big of a deal considering Great Balls of Fire got in, but it was sort of, I guess, because Great Balls of Fire was, you know, so overwhelmingly liked, I thought that a whole lot of shaking going on might have hung on for a little bit. It got 49% of the vote the first time out, and it sunk all the way down to 22.5%. So that is a pretty uh, steep drop. And, of course, uh, Not Fade Away, which you had been championing uh, quite a bit, did not do well enough. I mean, it was it was just hanging on the first time out with 37%, and now it gets to 25 So that's about right, I think, for that kind of song. All right, so there we have it. Wrapping up the voting from after our 1958 inductees, our fourth class. Congratulations again to Johnny B. Good and Good Golly Miss Molly, our two new inductees. Uh, keep on voting. This is more fun the more people vote. Uh, we will have a new episode, 1959, coming out on Sunday. And after that episode, the voting will go live again. We'll have our fifth class. So uh, stay tuned, listen, tell your friends, uh, listen to the 1959 episode, and then go to our website, hallofsongs.com, and make sure you vote. Again, the more people to vote, the more fun this is. And uh, hopefully we'll be back in a couple weeks talking about some more songs that are getting inducted. And we have a lot of listeners out there, I know. And so we need to get, uh, we're not getting enough votes per the listener. You know, I don't expect every listener to vote, but I do think every listener should vote. So, (laughs) well, to be fair, voting is a lot easier than listening to us, I would say. So honestly, I think those people, (laughs) some people just have their priorities completely out of whack. I don't understand it. Seriously. (laughs) Don't understand it. We are not the best sounding people in the world. But um, yeah, you know, what, as Chris said, what makes this great is that people vote and we get as much we get as many votes as possible so that it really does feel like, oh, this is definitive. This is great. This really does sound like it, it, it really means something here. Um, and plus, you know, the debate gets better and, and it just gets fun to kind of track and, and to talk about. So uh, please go to our website, hallofsongs.com. If you listen to our podcast, if you don't, which is weird because you're listening to it right now. But tell your friends, go to hallsongs.com and just like at, at on that Sunday or a couple days after that, you, you know, for a week, we will have the ballot up. So just go to hallsongs.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and cast your vote for up to 10 songs. And then we will come back, you know, a couple days after that to talk about who got in, who got out, that kind of thing. Um, listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us. We still have uh, the challenge up there for you guys. That if you do give us a five-star rating, but also a review, please in that review, say which song you would like us to talk about. We will do that in a future episode. We will give some time to a song, any song by any artist from any year. We'll do it. 
even if it's really obscure, we'll do it. So please do that in a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that will help us get more listeners and it'll make us feel better about ourselves, all of that good stuff. You can also listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Amazon, Google, Pandora, Spreaker, Stitcher, all the great podcast places in the world. You can find us there. Anything else before we let you go, Chris? No, I think that's right. And, uh, you know, keep voting. The voting makes this fun. And uh, thank you to everyone who did vote. Uh, that's been, it's been so much fun to see the, the reaction that we've gotten. As always, thanks to Stock Music Media for the song. Thanks to Aaron Delashman at Piper Down Productions for the logo and the cool little guitar picks that we give to every inductee of the Hall of Songs. Two more guitar picks, Aaron. You have to make two more. <laughs> Johnny Be Good and Good Golly Miss Molly. Get on it. This is Hall of Songs. I'm Tim. I'm Chris. See you next time. <laughs>